Hello and welcome to Comic K Superheroes. I am your host Casey, and today we are going to go over a review on the What If Marvel's TV series that's been out. We're going to go through all the latest ones that's been, and then we are going to discuss and review trailers that's been that popped up, including one movie that is coming out pretty much next week. So let's get going on Comic K Superheroes. Hello and welcome to Comic Case Superheroes. I am your host Casey and this is the site where we discuss everything on movies, television, video games, and fandom on superheroes. Now today we are going to discuss and go over the TV series What If. Pretty much came out in August 11th of this year. And it is a nine-episode series, so it started out in August 11th, and it's going to be, unfortunately, concluding or August Turbo 6. It's actually part of Phase 4 on the MCU, and they are talking about a second nine-episode season starting early of 2022. Now, What If is an actual an anthology series that was created by AC Bradley, for the streaming service of Disney Plus. It's based on an actual Marvel comic series with the same name. It pretty much gives you the ability of finding out different moments if what if different moments happen in the MC cinematic universe. So it's not about any part of the Marvel universe, it's just the cinematic, which is right now our main big concern with Marvel Studios. Interesting enough, this story is about the stars The Watcher, who is a species of beings that watches over the multi-universe. They can't interfere. They can't do anything but watch over. The Watcher is star is played by Jeffrey Wright. And in cool thing is a majority of the MCU film actors do reprise their roles. So it's going to be very cool. It's been really cool watching them. Unfortunately, I didn't think I wasn't really going to do this kind of thing, but I decided, hey, why not? I, I've actually been really excited about these what ifs. So, and this is a this is one thing that a fan like myself loves because it's a fandom situation that's brought to the TV series. Because all fans. From fan fiction to fan redesigned art, always does these what ifs. When you're kids and you're playing with playing X Men or something like that, or the Batman that, and you, you're basically doing what ifs because you're creating your own story with those characters. This is a prime example of a TV series. Now I'm not doing any characters because unfortunately there are way too many characters. I have and um. I'm just giving a brief summary of the story and then my viewpoint on it. Because right now there is a total of seven episodes that's out right now. So after this, I'll have only two more episodes and then i got to find something else to talk about. Because I'm going to do this more of a weekly basis with a discussion on some news and that. And then like I said, after this we are going to discuss a couple of films that kind of pulled out right away. 
And since it's Marvel, I'm going to stick to Marvel stuff. For instance, Spider-Man Far From Home, The Eternals, and a movie that's coming out next week, Venom. Let there be carnage. Guys, let's get to this, to the what ifs. Now, what if starts with episode one, what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? This was directed by Brian Andrews, written by A.C. Bradley, and it was released on August 11th. Basically, during World War II, instead of Steve Rogers receiving the Super Solar Serum, it was received by SSR agent Peggy Carter. She's pretty much banned by John Flynn, the SSR leader, because she's a woman. Interesting enough, thanks to Howard Stark and Steve Rogers, she puts on a more of a Captain America version of the British suit with the shield... Vibranium shield with the British logo on it and gets the Tesseract from the Hydra. Also, thanks to uh, Howard Stark, Flynn unfortunately reluctantly promoted her to Captain Carter. Stark uses the Tesseract to create a weaponized armor suit for Rogers. And it was known as the Hydra Stomper. I would have preferred it being called like Iron Man or Iron Monger. Could have been the Iron Patriot all we cared. Uh, what's kind of cool was it was there. So Carter and Rogers fought many battles until Rogers went missing during a, the scene of the Hydra train. Now, as Carter and her allies, the Halloween Commandos, which is kind of cool because it's actually the original Halloween Commandos. So the teams never changed in the store throughout with the first Captain with Captain America, the first Avengers, and this one. What if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? Nothing really changed on the rosters except for the fact that. Steve Rogers received an iron suit and Peggy Carter was in battle as Captain Carter. Now, the only other thing that changes on this is they do find Rogers' armor suit, but they found out he has no Tesseract in it because Hydra Red Skull was using it. Now, instead of creating weapons, he builds a portal to summon an interdimensional being. Unfortunately, the interdimensional being does kill Red Skull. Carter enters the portal to force back the creature. This was my favorite, one of my my favorite scene of this one, besides Rogers popping up in the Iron Man, the Iron Suit, because she is holding a she's holding the British Shield, Captain America Shield, and she is holding a sword, and it's not just any sword; it's a double-edged broadsword, single handle. Oh yeah, big King Arthur fan myself, so seeing that made my day. What I liked also was 70 years later, when the Tesseract opens up, Carter merges out of there, meeting with Nick Fury and Clinton Barton. What I liked was it ended the same way Captain America ended. Her realizing she missed a dance. Now, did I like this one? Yes. I enjoyed this one because it kind of basically tells you that even with Peggy Carter being the Captain America version of a, for a of our world she was still considered a woman so she was put on the sidelines until she proved herself and even when she proved herself it was reluctantly to allow her to combat so yeah I also love the fact that the relationship between Carter and Steve's was perfect it still was there because even in the when Steve was Captain America 
She was in love with Steve, not with him being Captain America. Our next episode was What If T'Challa Became Star-Lord? Now, this was directed by Brian Andrews again. It was written by Matthew Chishansi and it aired in August 18th. Now, in 1988, instead of the Ravagers getting Peter Quill for Eagle, they accidentally took T'Challa from Wakanda. Well, 20 years later, T'Challa is now Star-Lord, and he convinced the Ravengers that to become basically Robin Hood and the Merry Men. They stole from the rich, gave to the poor, helped the, basically helped the galaxy out to the point where even Thanos didn't even didn't even do his plan. Now, interesting enough, Nebula, who is pretty much your James Bond girl now, approaches them and offer and proposes to steal the Ambers of Genesis, which is a cosmic artifact capable of pretty much eradicating galactic hunger. Only way to get it is from the Galactic Kingpin. Now, it's not Thanos now. It's Tanular Tavon, the Collector. That's right, folks. He is now the bad guy. His headquarters still is nowhere. They offer the Power Stone as a distraction. Well, as T'Challa is looking for the Ambers, he finds Howard the Duck. And you get to see some of the other characters. For instance, the Dark Elves. You saw some Dark Elves. You see... Uh, frost giants. You see, you see a variety. You even see the dog in the spacesuit. Wow! I tell you, that's crazy. He's collecting everything. T'Challa also finds a Wakandian spacecraft that basically had a tell a message saying that they're still searching for him. Now, Nebula betrays the Ravengers because the goal was not the stone, but T'Challa himself. The whole point was, though, was Nebula wasn't betraying the Ravengers. Nebula used allow T'Challa allowed Nebula to use him as a distraction for Tavon. But since T'Challa didn't have any powers, Tavon said, "Let's dissect him. You know, sell his parts." Well, during that part, Ebony Ma is talking about how he seems like. Uh, how it's so weird about people being captured in that. And T'Challa mentions how no one should be put in slavery. This allows Kriana, the sl- uh, Tavana slave, to rescue T'Challa and help the Ravengers defeat Tavan. Now, T'Challa does forgive Yondu because of the fact Yondu lied about Wakanda being destroyed. He forgives them. They go back to Wakanda where he reunites with his family and basically, it's a whole Ravenger crew intermingling with the Wakandian. It is really cool, especially with uh, everyone all telling Thanos throughout the whole entire time when he says it, talks about his plan. They say, isn't that genocide? And he's like, yeah, but it's efficient. And you just love it. It's funny. Sad enough, elsewhere, Ego does get a hold of Quill because Quill does it is a Dairy Queen janitor. Did I like this one? Yes. Yes, I did. Why? Because of the fact that it shows the difference between T'Challa's personality and Peter Quill's personality and how it affected them. Now, Peter Quill was in a broken-down home. He had no father. His mother was dying from cancer. And when he got picked up, he allowed... Yondu to basically manipulate him into becoming a thief. 
Now, T'Challa has a pa- had family, had parents. He was raised to be a prince with a lot of knowledge, with one of his favorite books being Robin Hood and the Merry Men. So when T'Challa got picked up, Yandu, instead of um, manipulating him, was actually inspired by T'Challa and, uh, and changed the whole Ravenger crew. So that there made the greatest thing of ever of all for me. Now our next episode is episode three. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? It was uh, directed by Brian Andrews and written by AC Bradley and Matthew Chauncey. It was aired on August twenty fifth. Now, during the course of the week, Nick Fury was attempting to recruit the Avengers. It starts out in, in Iron Man two where Natasha was supposed to help heal Tony with an injection, but instead something happens and it kills Tony. In the Thor movie, instead of Clint not releasing an arrow and allowing Thor to touch the hammer and basically realize he's not worthy, accidentally shoots Thor. Unfortunately, though, Barton dies in S.H.I.E.L.D.'s custody. Now, here's a cool one. During the Incredible Hulk movie... They use the um, the new Bruce Banner look. Instead of using the original one, they just put in the newer version, the one we know in the Avengers. And they have it where Bruce Banner explodes. <laughs> How? So that doesn't make sense. Well, unfortunately, Romanoff now is in hiding. And Fury now must have is must now have to deal with Loki and the Asgardians, who wants to avenge Thor by pretty much destroying Earth. While Fury proposes an alliance to apprehend the killer, Romanoff discovers the true who the killer is, but is actually attacked and killed during the prop near the end. But she does relieve a message to Fury saying hope is the answer. Realizing who he's talking about, he discovers that Hank he deduces that Hank Pym is the murderer, as he's been using the shrinking technology he could, he created to commit murders as revenge to the death of his daughter Hope Van Dye, who did die in the line of duty as a Shield agent. Now he's not Ant Man; he's the Yellow Jacket, so he has those little robotic arms too. Well, Fury and Loki defeats Pym who is taken into Asgardian custody. Now, Loki decides to stay on Earth and then literally just takes over Earth. Now, Fury now has to assemble a new set of heroes where he finds Steve Rogers frozen in ice and was able to summon Carl Danvers back to Earth. Did I like this? Yeah, 50-50 on this one. One, I don't really... I mean, it brought in, it does show that, yeah, it. the heroes were the reason why Loki was there, you know. Loki went there to tor- torture them and then take over Earth. But he came a lot earlier in the story because Thor got killed. instead of, And so there was no Avengers at all, pretty much. Um, I like the fact that they brought Cal, basically then they would have brought Cal, Car- Carol Danvers, Miss or Captain Marvel, in Phase 1 right away then. That would have been cool. But hey, uh, I don't pick. Like I said, this is a fan thing, so if I say, eh, it's mainly because, or I say 50-50 or no, that's my personal opinion. But hey, 
Everyone has their own. And you're listening to mine, so boah ha ha ha. Alright, our next episode is episode 4. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Now, it was directed by Brian Andrews again. I think this is pretty much all directed by Brian Andrews, so I might just skip that part. But it was written by A.C. Bradley and came out on September 1st. Now, pretty much after losing his girlfriend, Dr. Christine Palmer, in the car crash, instead of getting his hands smashed, he lost his girlfriend. Stephen Strange travels to Kamar Taj to learn the mystic arts. He also discovers the Eye of Agamotto, which is the which has this time stone. He's been warned by the Ancient One and Wong not to use it because it could destroy reality. Well, for two years, Strange was trying to pretty much use the Eye to save Palmer, but she still died in every scenario he tried. Well, he's finally told that Palmer's death is in an absolute point, which means that no matter what, this is going to happen. And if it does change, it's going to destroy the dimension. He was told by this by the Ancient One. Well, unfortunately, Strange refuses to listen. So, using the power of the Dark Dimension, the Ancient One did split Strange into two alternative versions. One who did accept the death of Palmer, and the other one that uses became Strange Supreme who, in order to get more in power, was absorbing mystical beings. Now, unfortunately, the evil version does overpower Strange and absorbs him, and then uses his power to resurrect Palmer, which also tears the reality apart. Now, while it's being teared apart, Palmer is also being destroyed as well. Strange Supreme begs the Watcher for help. Now, this is where you know Watcher can't touch anything, can't do anything, because he says he cannot help at all even if he wanted to. Unfortunately, Palmer does disintegrate, and the universe collapses, leaving Strange Supreme to grieve alone in a void of darkness. Did I like this one? Yes. I definitely did. I'm not much of a mystic nut. I don't really care for the mystic art scenarios on any of the comic books, but, I mean, you sh- it shows the difference between how Doctor Strange could have been he could have been he could have been darker he could have been using much more dark m- evil methods it's just it was so they did it so well now episode 5 is what if zombies oh boy all right let's see how this goes then in the quantum realm hank pym tries to find his wife now his wife instead of being normal was infected by a quantum virus when they do return to Earth, they do cause a zombie apocalypse. Now, two weeks later, Bruce Banner arrives from basically Thor Ragnarok. Now, he has to team up with survivors of Hope and Dime, Peter Parker, Bucky Barnes. I have no idea how I'm going to pronounce her name. Okay, Oku. She's the guard that's in Black Panther. I'm so sorry, people. I can't pronounce her name. I've even listened to it a hundred times. I still can't. Sharon Carter, Happy Hogan, and Kurt with the Cloak of Levitation. Now, they do learn that there's a potential cure at Camp Lehigh. Hey, my mom. I gotta tell her that her her maiden name is is a campground. Who would have (laughs) known? Unfortunately, they lose Hogan, Carter, and Hope to the zombie attacks on their way there. That's where they meet Vision. Now, Vision tells them that his Mind Stone has the ability to reverse the virus. He shows an example by a Keir Scott Lang. 
Weird part is, Scott's head is the only thing there within a jar. There's a Futurama reference for people who know Futurama very well. But, unfortunately, the infected Wanda Maximoff is immune to the cure. And Vision has been using Chachala as a meal ticket for her. That, ugh. Unfortunately, Maximoff does break free, kills Kurt, kills the Guardian, uh, the Black Panther Guardian, and uh, Bucky Barnes. Now, Vision, feeling bad about this, does commit suicide by giving this Mind Stone to Peter Parker. In a last-ditch attempt to uh, make sure that everyone gets to Wakanda, Banner transforms into Hulk and battles Maximoff, allowing the others to escape. Now, unfortunately, with Parker laying in T'Challa with the cloak going to Wakanda, there is a zombie Thanos waiting with a nearly complete Infinity Gauntlet. Did I like this? Yes, I actually did. I'm not much of a zombie person. I really don't like the monsterish stuff. Uh, I mean, they're really good for comic books and things like that, or like if someone uses it as like an uh, illusion, like in the Batman series. But they did a, such a good job with this, basically saying, "Well, she's been in that quantum realm. What if she picked up a virus?" I mean, she's not wearing a complete set suit or anything. She wasn't protected, so that makes sense. It was really good, and it shows that even Thanos and his children had no way to stopping it, this. Once they were tr bitten and eaten and transformed, they were done. So I liked it. Now, episode six is What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark. It was written by Matt Matthew Chauncey, and it was out on September 15th. Ugh. This is going to be interesting because this brings in basically Black Panther in Phase 1 and Phase 2. So, in Afghanistan, instead of Tony Stark's getting killed by the explosion from the ambush of the Ten Rings, he is saved by Eric Killmonger Stevens. Uh, when they do return to Stark Industries, Steve uh, Stevens tells, exposes Obadiah Stane's involvement and in the ambush. And uh, later, before Stark help, started helping build a humanoid combat drone using vibranium. Now, in order to get more vibranium to create the drone army, they arranged James Rose to purchase it from Ulysses Claus. Now, I like this because they brought in Ulysses Claus. I like, I love the actor for Ulysses Claus. I love how they portrayed him. He was, <laughs> he, he was I love the fact that instead of using the uh, so using the original James Rhodey they uh, that was there originally they used John Chittle's look and uh, and like I said Andy Circus awesome actor I love him he's one of those guys that even if I could have made my character into uh, a, a live act if I made my comic book characters in live action I would find a spot for him I would base the character off the way he talked. It was so good. But uh, continuing on the what if, because I'm ranting now, uh, by Killmonger's uh, orders, Claus leaks out the word of the transaction to the Wakanda to lure T'Challa there. Now, Killmonger does kill T'Challa and Rhodes, staging it looked like they kind of went after each other. Interesting enough, Stark knew about what happened and confronts Killmonger. Now, Killmonger does kill Steve, 
uh, not Steve Stark, and makes it look like an Wakandan assassination. Now, Killmonger then kills Klaus later on and reunites with the, his family in Wakanda. Now, thanks to Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross, who sends the, the drone army to attack Wakanda, but that was, a, that was Killmonger's whole plan, and he helps the Wakandans stop them. Afterwards, he is given the is basically the new Black Panther. Now, as the United States prepares war with Wakanda, T'Challa's sister Shuri visits Pepper Potts, and they both sus was very suspicious of Killmonger. Now they propose an alliance to stop him. Did I like this? Not really. No. Uh-uh. No way. Why? I just... I, I love it that they brought in Black Panther early. I love it they brought in Klaus early. It's just... They could have used someone else besides Killmonger. I'm sorry. Killmonger, don't get me wrong, the actor who played Eric Stevens, Killmonger, was great. I loved him as the Human Torch, and and that was just... There was somebody else. They could even had it where he could have built us. Built, uh, yeah, they could have had someone. They could have brought in a Russian, honestly, and it would have done better from in my point of view. But, hey, like I said, this is my opinion, not, uh, it's not yours. If you guys like this one, that's really your thing. Now, number seven is What If Thor Were an Only Child. Now, this was written by A.C. Bradley and was out September 22nd. <sighs> okay. Uh, basically, it's after defeating the Frost Giants. Odin discovers Loki, but instead he returns him back to Lofay instead of raising him. Uh, years later, Odin, uh, Thor pretty much is a party-loving prince. So when uh, Odin goes to sleep and uh, Frigga, the mother, leave, uh, goes away for to visit some friends, Thor travels to, host, to Earth to host a rave party. Uh, with aliens all over the galaxy. He is, it attracts the attention of Jane Foster and Darcy, who end up joining the party. Thor and Foster do come grow close. Unfortunately, this makes the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mara Hill, summon Carol Danvers to end basically the destruction that's being caused by Thor. Danvers confronts Thor, but is unable to defeat him without exerting full power. So, Lewis and Hill suggested she take the fight to a less populated area. To avoid this, Foster contacts, uh, with Heimdall's help, Frigga. Uh, Hill readies basically a nuclear strike while da Danvers and Thor is about to battle. But Frigga does pop in and announces that she's coming in. Now, frightened, which any child is afraid of their mother when they're in a angry mood or has met the anger of their mother attempts to try to clean everything up and fails now thor and foster does plan on going on a date later on but an army of drones led by ultron pops up he's in vision's body with an ultron armored suit wielding all six affinity stones I liked about the ending was he said the watcher says and they will live happily ever after. Wait a minute, what's this? I think I spoke too soon. There we go. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I don't know how Ultron was created though. Maybe this was a uh, not as Tony Stark, but a Hank Pym Ultron. Who knows? Did I like this one? No, no, I did not. Why is? 
I still believe Odin would have done something about Thor's attitude. If Thor was supposed to take over as king, I, I guarantee you he would have been he would have been raised, he would have been thrown on earth a long time ago and made to re, and taken his powers away. I believe I don't I believe Sith would have been kicking his butt to Mexico. Well, okay. Um from Heimdall, I don't know. Good gosh. <laughs> from Asgard to to Midgard basically if he started his shenanigans cuz that was who Sith was. Sith was a warrior, but she also knew right from wrong, and if Thor acted up, she knew she had to de- take care of him. But I did love the fact that they portrayed, okay, now, since Frigga had only one kid, she had to deal with this one kid. Alright, makes sense. Now, like I said, after, uh, there is an episode 8 and 9, one's coming out uh, on September 29th, do not know what it is, but I will be keeping up with it for the rest of the week. And the only way to watch this, actually, to be very honest, is on Disney+. Plus. Uh, do I recommend this? Yes, I recommend it. Especially if you're a big fan, trust me, you guys will love this. If you like fandom stuff, this is one thing you want to do. So, I uh, hope you guys enjoy the what-ifs, and uh, yeah, just hopefully you guys enjoy it, to be honest. Alright, now we are going to talk about... Now we're going to go over the Marvel cinematic trailers that have been pulled out just recently. Now, where are we going with first? Is I'm going to play it off. You're probably going to hear a little bit in the background, but I'm going to watch it right in front... Do a live... Basically, live reaction. And I have watched these before, but trust me, my reactions are always going to be the same no matter what because I'm a comic book nut, so this is going to be fun. Every kid now wants to get pictures. Wait a minute. He saw a wizard. He saw a witch, light, and he thought strange. <laughs> okay. Shut up. Shut up, Peter. Shut up. 
That looked like the um, Rainbow Gate. A little lot of reality warp in here. <laughs> Sweet. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Oh, I can't. All right, so. Uh, that I just got, I just watched the trailer from Far, uh, from Far From Home, uh, No Way Home, actually. Let me rephrase that. Sorry, um, and uh, it's coming out December. So yeah, uh, I can't wait. Spider Man is my top, one of my top big favorite superheroes. When I was a kid, I grew up with him. He's, I can never make a hero based off of him ever. So a lot of times I just. I make a hero, uh, I make a sidekick usually based off of the way he does, the way he acts and everything, but, uh, Spider-Man, there was Spider-Man, there was Doctor Strange, Wong, there's some real good characters showing in there, and you just saw Green Goblin from the fir from the Tobey Maguire movies, bomb in there, oh man, and then Doc Ock, oh, uh, there's rumors. I've I've looked up a few information just for the fun of it. There is rumors stating that uh, that it's all the villains, all the villains from the past is it, including a new Electro, and uh, also having uh, Craven in there. And they did announce that uh, the actor who played Kingpin in the Daredevil TV series is going to be the is the Kingpin in Spider Man. Yeah. Okay. Now you got my attention. That what that's the cool part. All right. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to watch uh, Venom. Let there be carnage. The official trailer of the second one because I've seen the first one. This is my first time seeing the second one. So. creeps. He 
bit him to get his powers? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so I want to see this. This is going to be very, very cool. It's coming out on October 1st for for the fans to find. No. And uh, am I excited about this? Yes and no. Uh, reason why I'm not so excited is the fact that they're... Venom's not Spider-Man's villain. But I am excited about Carnage, and it looks like it's going to be fun, and it looks like it's going to be good. So, yeah. All right. Uh, uh, All right, so our final trailer we're going to be listening to is The Eternals. Galactus, but it's not.
That looks like something I would do. Any of them. Why are you? Hey, looks like a griffin. Uh, it's not Cyclops. So that was the final trailer that they pulled out for uh, Eternals. That is coming out November 5th. And, uh, yeah, I want to see this too. It's <laughs> um, Not a lot of people know who the Eternals are. Um, they're actually uh, fictional beings that were uh, set to the planet Earth to be Earth Defenders against a, uh, a race called the Deviants. And uh, they're, they don't interfere with anything else. That was pretty much it. Only with the Deviants involved, so... But, uh, yeah, those were the trailers. Uh, definitely, you guys, if you guys like them, trust me, Spider-Man Far From uh, No Way Home, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and the Eternals that are coming out the, this year, go see them. Trust me, I am. Uh, thank you guys for listening to, uh, I'm not sure what I'm calling this yet. Uh, um, maybe just call it uh, Recap and Spotlight. Uh, if you guys have an idea what I would call this, just give me a heads up. Uh, best way to do that is actually through my email. G, uh, it's comicksuperheroes at gmail.com. Uh, give me guys your uh, opinions, suggestions. I like them all. Criticism. I learn from them. Especially since I'm starting. I'm going to fix up. I'm fixing up the way that my podcast goes originally anyways. Because I'm starting out. Uh, if you guys uh, want to follow me or like me... Uh, I have a Twitter and Instagram account. Just go to the search bar and search for Comic Case Superheroes, and you'll find it. Uh, normally, I had a picture of Spider-Man giving the thumbs up, but it's now going to be a basically a bunch of comic books on the picture with uh, Comic Case Superheroes. Uh, that's where I'll keep the updates on uh, my podcasts, the updates on information like this, uh, with the. Uh, Anything that's coming out, what ifs, uh, like new episodes, new TV series, like Hawkeye's coming in November. I am definitely wanting to see that. Um, and uh, it, with future, like the Batman movie that's coming out. So yeah, you guys get to see that. Uh, in the future, uh, I got one. I got two more podcasts to do for the rest of this month. Uh, one that's based on Zoom, the Academy of Superheroes. So the last of my school theme-based podcast. Uh, I'm going to change that a little bit for people so that uh, see which one they like better. Uh, then also, I'm doing a fan uh, a fan dedicated video. So it's on the uh, by uh, for the producers of Ishmael they are really good at what they do, and I'm going to be talking about my favorite character that they did a TV series with on YouTube. Um, otherwise, that uh, next month is going to be a great month. It is the 85th anniversary of Batman, so yeah, I'm. So it's going to be a Batman thing. Um, I might. Uh, I'm definitely going to do a recap on Venom. Do a little hero by. Uh, not well. It's hero biography either way, but. By a little uh, description and personality on him, so I got uh, so that's what we're gonna look forward to in the future. Uh, you guys, uh, in, hopefully, you guys do enjoy this little recap and uh, la, uh, 
live action <laughs> reaction to these Marvel trailers. And uh, you guys have a super day.